Can you shoot again? Yeah. My, I don't know. My barber was telling me. I was like, yeah, my wife told me Mercury's going to great again. Oh, sorry. I scared you. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> talk about it what's up joe what's going on very very special guest here tonight yes very very we special have guest tonight. a dear friend of mine a uh um a true fighter partner a true fighter we'll say a a professional mma fighter a uh key keynote speaker you did say professional a survivor miss jamie <laughs> colleen Miss Jamie Colleen Miller. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, should I, you should know I put the whole? Name. Should I put the whole thing out there? You know I mean, my real last name. Bad it's MMA. Bad mama. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, Best friend. Your, Bestie. <laughs> your Instagram name is funny. I always like bad MMA, but yeah. it's an extra M. So is it bad MMA or bad mama? And obviously it's, it's a bad, bad mama. mama. Yeah. Cause you're a mom yeah. too. Don't forget that it part. Was very clever name that a friend of mine came up with. For many sure. Years ago. It's funny because. My IG name used to be just like Jamie Colleen and just like a bunch of random numbers. And then he's like, you, you got to change that. He's like, I know. It's bad mama. But we'll do like. What was the numbers like? Like it was like Jamie 176432. Yeah, stupid. Like just random. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> random it was like numbers. this last four of my souls. I didn't forget it. <laughs> I saw your documentary. Right. Man, yeah. unbelievable. Thank you. Unbelievable. You are like legit a true fighter. Like even outside the ring like my god your story was insane to me i didn't know yeah. i had no clue joe sent me the documentary well, i'm like oh this is our mm -hmm. guest and he's like yeah i said wow dude like yeah. holy shit so i don't even want to get your story i'm gonna let you say tell your story but that was amazing and what i'll do is i'm gonna put the link to that on this episode so people can go to the link and see that see your documentary yeah. and then see the episode and wow unbelievable yeah. I mean, you really, yeah. you really did fight. Yeah. You really did fight. I had no choice. Yeah. Um, survivor, when you when you say survivor, <clears throat> basically survivor of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Got back into the UFC. You were out for a while? Mm. I was out, yeah. So. So, go ahead. No, go ahead. You were on the Contender I, Series, right? I was. And um, what, what, what were you, it wasn't UFC. Not yet. Or not, was yet. It? No, okay. not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Hold on. How about this? How about we do this? Let's start with you, Jamie Miller. Where were you born? Where were you raised? And when did you start fighting besides like beating up your siblings, probably? <laughs> Actually, it was the other Actually, way around. Maybe that's what siblings? made me so tough. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the youngest of four. Oh, no yeah. Shit. So my okay. brother, he's the oldest, and I have two older sisters. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I come, I was born and raised in West Virginia. Nice. In Huntington, yeah. And I don't know what else did you ask me. No, so you're born. You're born yeah. in West Virginia. How yeah. long did you live there until you moved? Oh, um, we moved my junior year of high school to Myrtle Beach, of all places. So um, good for you. My mom and brother both were into culinary arts at the time, and at that time, my brother was already living there and working in like the restaurant industry. And then my mom and dad got divorced and I think my mom just really needed a fresh start and to kind of... Uh, when you when you were in 11th grade? Yeah, yeah. So it was late, so you were old enough to know the difference. Oh, yeah. 17? Yeah, I was 17. And yep. your parents divorced, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, and we moved... 
which was hard. It was a, a big adjustment and um, definitely sort of went through a rebellious stage once I moved there because it was such like a culture shock in a way because I, you know, West Virginia and then e even though South Carolina, they have some similarities. However, I, I just I just did not fit in there. I did not, <laughs> no offense, Myrtle Beach. I did not like the people at all. And I just, I really had a hard time. So I was that coupled with really not having a clear direction on what I wanted to do like later in life. And I felt like I was just in survival mode for a few years until uh, I found martial arts through a friend teaching a kickboxing class. And I mean, I've been an athlete my whole life, like gymnastics most of my childhood, um, a competitive gymnast, and then just sports all through school. And then, yeah, like I had no idea I would have loved martial arts, but I kind of went as a support into kind of like, all right, I'm just going to go leave me alone about this like stupid class. Right. And so I never stopped training after that day. I just realized it it's was how it works. something I loved. And, we'll and, and you picked it up in South Carolina? I did, yep. Nice. Yeah, kickboxing. I competed um, in both boxing and kickboxing. And then transition to MMA later on over the years, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's West Virginia is wait, but Joe, wait. West Virginia is is. So I lived there too. I, my mom. And West dad, Virginia. My mom, uh, my mom and dad split when we were four years old. Yeah. Um, packed just trash bags, threw them in back of a pickup truck, and drove to West Virginia to her brother's house, which is my uncle. He passed away, but um, yeah, I lived in West Virginia for almost two years. Hmm. Where at there? I can't really tell you. I do know it was a fucking cabin, wood-burning uh, stove, yeah. and on a mountain. That's all I know. Is, isn't that um, that song, West Virginia? Yeah, John Denver. Take me home. Yeah, right, that's that a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing you know about West Virginia? <laughs> that's all I know about West Virginia. <laughs> Wait, Myrtle Beach is West Virginia? South Carolina. South Carolina, yeah. all right. So you're in South Carolina? How long? I don't know. Let's see. I don't know. Three-ish years. So you moved there at like 17 and then left at like 20? Early 20s, yeah. And moved yeah. where after uh, South Carolina? Cincinnati. So. Holy hell. Oh, you were all over. I didn't know I you were was, over. yeah. So it's funny because, like I said, my mom and brother were into, cul into the uh, culinary arts. So at some point they decided that they wanted to open a business together. Um, didn't, didn't really know what kind or where, but thought that, you know, maybe we should go to school together. So they went to culinary school together. And so my brother's a chef, my mom's a pastry chef, and they decided to open a, um, oh, a, bus a business. The treats you bring in. Yeah. Oh, what the hell is <laughs> that right now? I forget what she made oh. a couple times. There, mom, there a couple I want some cookies. And I was oh, like, yeah. ooh, who made that? Oh, I was yeah, like, Jamie made yeah. those? Yeah. Really <laughs> mom, I want some cookies. Right. And so, um, yeah, so they actually – opened a business inside of a um, sort of like a market, like Reading Terminal, very similar, just on a smaller scale. It's called Finley Market in mm. Cincinnati. And so my brother produces fresh pasta and sauce. And, That's pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah. And my mom has her little bakery there. So it's kind of cool. My sister just took ownership. So it's kind of like a family. Are they in Cincinnati still right now? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's called um, Bouchard's. Bouchard's. Bouchard's, yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Bouchard's. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And how long were you in Cincinnati before you uh, started moving again? Um, hmm. Or were you always just kind of on the move? Always kind of on the move. So shortly after I moved to Cincinnati was when I went, met my, my ex, mm -hmm. actually. So, um, so this is pre-daughter, pre, uh, right? 
Yes. So yes. This is pre-daughter mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Okay. So then yeah. you met you met your ex. Yes. Uh, your ex there. Okay. Yep. So probably around oh seven oh eight maybe I want to say, um, and then I don't know how long before he and I were together that he he got a job offer and that's what brought us to Philly. So I've been uh, in Philly now for thirteen years. So so let me wow. ask. Okay. So that's what got you to Philly. Before okay. we go into all that, um, I. So I met you through an ex-girlfriend, a friend mm-hmm. of yours, um, and I wasn't training at the time, and I remember going to one of your fights, and it's funny now because I remember seeing Daniel, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing, I, I forget where it was, it was an AC, I forget who you fought, um, and oh, it's just funny because like, mm-hmm. who knew that the, like so many people that I actually knew in that time period, mm-hmm. I ended up seeing again later in life when I started going to Daniel's and training. And um, yeah. it's fucking nuts. Like, you're one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angelo's one of them. Messini's mm-hmm. um, the one who brought me there. Uh, I, it's funny. I seen him at a Center City of Sips one time. And I was like, dude, remember when we, like, we, we would always talk because we worked together at the bar one time. And mm-hmm. uh, he would always, oh, yeah, I do jujitsu. I was like, oh, your ears are all fucked up. Yeah. I knew you did something. I knew he was a wrestler. I was like, he was like, oh, but now I just do jujitsu. You should come. You should come. And I had other people that were mm-hmm. telling me to do it. And like, Such obviously, I listened, spirit, to, I listened to Joe Rogan, so I had to go. But um, shout out to Messini. Shout out yeah. to Jeremy. Nick's, Nick's a friend of the show. Nick's a friend of the show. Yeah, Nick's a friend of the show. Yeah, he's. Pops. Uh, <laughs> did, he ever, did you ever see the rooster tattoo he's got on him? Uh, maybe I've seen pictures. This goofy uh-huh. ass has a rooster uh, <laughs> tatted like right on his thigh. Does his right brother on his have thigh. one too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 It's it's his cock. They on like the, to on say the they, they got nice cock. His co- basically, <laughs> he's saying my cock's on my leg. I guess that's where he went with that. I forget of what the show was. Of course that's what he was going with. That is guess, such a Nick thing to do. But I forget yeah. what the show yeah. I forget how we brought it out on the show because it was so funny. We got some drinks. I got some drinks from the liquor store at the corner there. Mm-hmm. And I just picked them up as a whim and brought them in. And they had cops. They had roosters on the can. He was like, man. And you know how he's so extra with everything. He's like, Wow, dude, it's like so amazing that you have this can and look. Yeah. And he pulls his leg up, like, what are the chances of this shit? And so, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, so, let's, 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 uh, let's get off Nick for a second. I want to get back in the Nick show. show. So, you're in, uh, you're in Cincinnati. You met your yeah. ex. Yeah. You, he gets a job off. You moved to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. At this point, are you fighting? Yes. So, I actually, a lot of people don't know this, but I only had one amateur fight before turning pro. So I had my one amateur fight in Cincinnati, and then I found out I was pregnant. So, and then soon after that was when he got his job, uh, his job okay. offer. And then I didn't have my first pro fight until 2013. So, when you started training with Daniel, where were you at that point? Like in your, you had one one amateur fight. And, and that's Daniel Grassi. Right? And then I had Gracie, my, Gracie. and then I had one. Oh, so my my pro fight, I was training at Datus. That's right. Okay. Yeah, and then the first the, the first pro fight. The first pro fight, yeah, and then my second and on have been with Daniel. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's what eight eight pro fights. Yes. Mm-hmm. Eight eight pro. more than me. Yeah. <laughs> eight pro fights. Hey, you're undefeated at least. <laughs> I'm, I'm Technically, undefeated you're undefeated. Fight, but not in grappling. I'm undefeated in grappling. <laughs> I gotta give it to you, dude. <laughs> undefeated in pro fight. Congratulations. Undefeated. 
Hey, shout out to the rest of the team. Uh, Sean Brady is undefeated. Yeah. Um, Yo, the Daniel Gracie. That's yeah, the name Sean of it. Brady. Uh, They're doing good, man. Yeah. They're Sean doing Brady. good. It's good to be a part of that team. Really it's is. Amazing. You know, Andre's it's, it's, undefeated, right? Yeah, it is Pat amazing. Yeah. Undefeated, and Jeremiah. And Jeremiah's no defeats. I don't know in the UFC. I don't think any of them have losses in the UFC. No, we're definitely uh, undefeated Chicken in the UFC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like 13, 14. I'm on that bad yeah. boy. Yeah. Now, that's good. For sure. But I tell you, the, the best thing is seeing from, seeing, like, watching their journeys and seeing them. Um, just like all their dreams come to fruition, like it's really cool to be somebody who's been on the mat with them for really, you, you know, that cause, long. Because you were there, kind of yeah. like at the start, in the or beginning, around the yeah. same time as them. So like, mm-hmm. let's get back to that. Let's get back. Yeah. So you come to yeah. Philly. Yeah. <laughs> so now just you like moved. So, so, much, wait, right? so you yeah. moved to Philly so with your with your ex husband or boyfriend? Boyfriend. So you or moved. Well, yeah. And you're pregnant right. at this point. Yes. So you take that leap again. You go. You're pregnant now. You go with him to his job. Mm-hmm. At this point, you guys. Are really are really good, or did you kind of have issues before you even moved? Oh, uh, we had issues from the beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was a big leap for you. It was. Okay. Yeah. So you moved to Philly. Tell us the story. Where, where, where so did it start for me? Before we get into that, allow me to ask. I'm sorry. Why did you, was it because you got pregnant that you made the commitment to go with him when he got the job offer? If things were already wrong. She's vulnerable. She's pregnant, dude. She, she's but that's what I'm saying. If she wasn't pregnant, would yeah, you Well, that? that's a good question because I, how do I say this? I just said it for you for no reason. Like yeah. Well, she's vulnerable. <laughs> that's right. Who the fuck am I well, to tell you Well, I yeah, felt. I mean, that's part of it, sure. But I think that I, I felt, like, obviously when I got pregnant, I really felt stuck. Like I, I wanted to leave him before that. Like I knew that like, if we broke up, I would be fine with it. But I think also too, I was just already like sucked in at that point and already experiencing a lot of, um, you know, signs and experiencing a lot of things that I, I don't know. I think in the beginning I wasn't really ready to label it as such. Like I wasn't, I just knew it wasn't the right way and how I wanted to live. And I had changed a lot, like drastically from the moment I met him until even before we moved, I was like, when I met him, I had, I was just like a typical, like early twenties person, you know, I had, you know, I was carrying on two jobs. I was training full time. I was teaching classes um, at the gym where I was training and I had a ton of friends. I was just really, really happy. And then when I met him, there were definitely some red flags, but sort of, I'm just a nurturer at heart. Naive, and and him. Yeah, I ignored okay. him and I ignored the signs. And the signs for me sort of, I looked at it as like this poor guy, I need to like help this poor soul. Like maybe I could way? be the one to when, when you say that, in, fix what, him. in what way? He wasn't a fighter, right? He was. Oh, he was yeah. also a fighter. He so that's where fighter. you kind of met him? Yeah, so he met. Uh, we met at my gym. He came okay. to my gym. He knew some some of the some of the guys there, and came in one day and you know was training, and we became friends really fast. And mind you, he was very charismatic, like very, um, you know, just people were drawn to him. Um, he's very funny and outgoing, and so yeah, it didn't take me long to like, oh, like he's nice, right, and right. Um, but. Yeah, we just also, I don't know. Well, narcissistic people are usually like that. Yeah, yeah. And so when I started noticing signs about him, I just sort of tried to, seeing that side of him, like the first impression side, and then, you know, seeing the change in him, I thought maybe he was just going through something or had gone through Mm -hmm. something. 
So you start giving people chances and giving them the benefit of the doubt, and then things start to repeat themselves, and it becomes right. a pattern. And then by that time, you realize, um, you know, I'm isolated. <clears throat> Sorry. I just have a... I'm not crying yet, I promise. No, Please don't. <laughs> no, 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 I, no. Um, no, you get it. I mean, you hear, um, you, you hear the stories, you know, of uh, narcissistic men, and you know they were they were like a dream when you first met them, and then mm-hmm. you got that change. And usually, it always happens when you're at your most vulnerable, mm-hmm. vulnerable state. You yeah. know, you, you were pregnant. And you moved to Philadelphia with him and with nobody. Mm-hmm. And here you are pregnant. So I can just imagine where now he's like, boom. Now yeah. he's one step up now. So now it gets mm-hmm. on another level. Like now you have to pretty much, I'm, I'm just guessing like from, no, from right. on the outside looking yeah. in, I'm, I'm just sure. thinking like, this is where he was like, mm-hmm. I got you now. Like, yeah. you know, you're going to obey me, you know, in that kind yeah. of sense. Yeah. And, um, and honestly, I was very much isolated before we even moved and, um, before I even realized it. Jealousy it's, it's and stuff of, like that? A lot of jealousy, a lot of control. Um, there was a point, like, I ended up quitting my jobs because it was causing so much conflict between us of me um, having, just simply leaving the house to go to work and then, like, not checking wow. in when I'm supposed to or telling him. A lot of want, red flags. That's, yeah. That's, like, and I'm the just epitome like, of toxic. Yeah. It was even with <laughs> nothing bringing to it, like, um, and, and, uh, and I'm, I'm just asking. There was no infidelity beforehand, like... Oh, no. It didn't, like, trigger him, like, he didn't see text messages or something on your phone. It was like, who the hell is this? Oh, it's a guy I work with. It's not a big deal. Oh, and yeah. And it made well, him go nuts, or he was just naturally nuts. He was naturally like okay. that. And so, of course, there were... I just always tried to walk the line, tried to do everything just as seamlessly and perfectly as I could, because I didn't want to... Knowing that's how his mind worked, I didn't want to give him a reason, even though a lot of times he would just come up with shit to you know, get on me about, and so, um, yeah, but then before you, before you know it, you're isolated, and you feel stuck, and you're pretty much dependent on this person, and um, there was a a time where he was so controlling that even though he was uh, making a name for himself in MMA, he still wasn't quite at that point of where he could just train full-time, and we'd be good, um, he refused to take on any like coaching jobs or jobs in between fights. So we were really struggling financially and ended up getting evicted from our house in Cincinnati. So then from there, we actually moved to Tennessee before moving to Philly. Okay. So when I, when we left and moved to, um, Tennessee where his family is from, we were kind of isolated on this farm, um, a, a cabin <laughs> um, in, Tennessee. On a, in Tennessee and so that's really where a big shift in the abuse uh, that's what happened. I was going to ask you yeah. like, did you just pull fucking cities out of your hat and be like right. let's just go there <laughs> all over because I mean right. Jesus all Christ well, it's, like, knew, oh, uh, yeah. it's like where are we going <laughs> all right. Tennessee that's who we're going <laughs> he, uh, now um, just just a little mm-hmm. I don't need to know much about him but it, was it white black eye what, what was he yeah he's white white guy mm-hmm. so Tennessee on a farm that's why I kind of was mm-hmm. questioning yeah okay yeah. so you moved to Tennessee how long were you there before um, you end up moving again not long not I couldn't long. say like I mean a few months probably a few months okay yeah and you met his family and all yeah mm-hmm. and that's where you seen most of the issues you said I mean we had issues from from the beginning but they were more frequent 
transformative to the you were more vulnerable. Yeah. And he had kind of had you, so and then mm-hmm. okay, so understood. Um, so it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. So you're in. I just kind of want. Not that I'm skipping past that part, but like you're in Philadelphia now. Mm-hmm. You guys got evicted from your house in Cincinnati. You moved to Tennessee. Now you got a place in Philadelphia. Yes. He found it. He got a job and then found you a yes. place there. Yeah, he had some people. So, so that his what partner was the at job? The, his. So it was actually a really great idea. Um, sorry, I'm like. Drink some water. It's okay. His, <laughs> I think it's the weather and the hey, pollen. Look, like drink, it's just like water. choking I got this me. Little warm in here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I got it. Just drink some water. <laughs> anyway, um, lost my train of thought. It's the crickets. I won't do it. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> oh, the job, the job. Yeah. So his partner, I think, was from like Long Island or something, maybe. And their idea was to open, like, uh, like MMA fitness style training inside of Sweat Fitness. Okay. And I think it could have been pretty cool, That's, but I, yeah, it is not, cool, neither actually. one of them really knew what they were, were doing, so it sort of very quickly faded. Um, but we In both... In what way? They weren't, like, organized? They just weren't organized. I don't think we're really prepared for... What it takes to run Taking a business. Taking on the financial. Sure. And the, okay. I got yes. You. And, but he was determined to stay in Philly because he loved it. And I was growing to, um, to love it as well. So I was like, okay, we'll stay. And he's going to fight and figure it out and all these things. And so, yeah, we just stayed. After and you're at Dallas at this point. Um, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're full, you're full blown pregnant by this point, right? You did, did you yes, have the baby in Cincinnati, or you had the baby? I in had ba- I had her in Philly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were you were pregnant, and so pretty much everything that you were doing, as far as training and all that, kind of got pushed. Mm-hmm. It did, and I would try to. I mean, you're not kicking mm-hmm. to, uh, kicking people's asses pregnant. I mean, that'd be pretty fucking <laughs> insane, actually. <Yeah>. So <laughs> you kind of were on the back burner, right? Yeah. Did yeah. you have to find mm-hmm. like side like a job and like? I wasn't. I was not allowed. You weren't even allowed to work. So no, no matter how hard you were struggling. You couldn't even mm. work. Yeah. Wow, that's sad. Mm-hmm. That really is sad. Um, wow. And I wanted to. I come from a family of very hard workers and right. great work work ethic, and I feel like that's just part of who I am. Like much like right. martial arts, like it. I feel I don't know. It makes I mean for me, I, I like hard labor and like working hard. Like it makes me just yeah. You like it to do something. Yeah. Do something to, to feel, feel yeah, yeah accomplished. To sure. Yeah, I feel that. And then I'm not, and then you feel like shit, and you're like, oh, it could have been like. Yeah. Doing something and I don't know. You have a baby girl. Yeah. How long were you in Philly before you had a few months? Um, almost a year, I think. Almost What's your name? Year. Selena. That's beautiful. Yeah. So you have a beautiful baby girl, and, and mm-hmm. you're with them at this point, right? Yes. Have a baby girl. Mm-hmm. How long? Um, how long are you with him with the baby and? I, Clearly, we, we know that there was probably no help. You know, no. Nothing. Mm-hmm. You were a single mother. Yes. Um, did you stay long with him in Philadelphia after you had the baby? or? Oh, yeah. We were still very much together um, until 2014 was when things... Well, 2013, things got... Really took a turn for the worse, but then 2014 was when we like officially... Split. Split, yeah. 
And you, how old was your baby girl at that time? Um, she was four. When you finally just separated? Yes. Uh, in between that time, I'm sure, uh, just based off what you were saying, he's very physical. Mm-hmm. You being a um, UFC fighter and training, and him being a fighter, do you felt like that was like, kind of just in the nature of it, or he, uh, or he just wanted dominance? Like, what, what do you think it was? In order, you know, what I'm saying where the physical part came in, and you being training, did you feel that you were, did you not fight back at all? Did you feel like no. you, you you were just controlled to the point where you couldn't yeah, but defend I, yourself I, I, when I you're think, trained to do it? I think no matter what my background is or whoever, you know, somebody's being abused, it's just... Mental. When you fight back, it just makes things worse. And he's a much bigger, you know, he's a big man, you know, and strong. And why would I try to fight back, you know, against somebody like that? And obviously, you know, it it would just make things worse. Thank you. How big was he? Um, I mean, he was a welterweight, but... I mean, he fought at 170, but he walked around, I don't know, like 185 probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a lot of physical abuse, a lot mm-hmm. of mental, emotionally. Yeah. yeah. Every day was emotional, like mental torture, yes. How much physical was it? As, as far mm-hmm. as like where you were, where, were you like beaten really, really bad? Like was it to the point where it was like, holy shit, like he's going to no, kill me? I mean, uh, there were moments where I thought not... There were moments just where, just through, sh- like, intimidation alone, he would scare me enough to make me think that something really bad could happen. But in the moments where it was physical, um, sure, like, I had those feelings. But it was never to the point where I had to, I mean, I probably should have sought medical condition at one one time or the other. But, um, you know, marks were left on me. But, again, because of what I do... It's easy to mask it. It's easy to say, oh, yeah, it's like, you know, training. a bruise from training yeah, yeah. or it's a bruise, like, whatever. Um, but, yeah, certainly times where I was left, you know, marked up. I mean, I think a, a story, one that I share a lot when I, because I do a lot of um, advocacy work and um, I share my story uh, quite often. So um, there was a time where I could feel an argument escalating and I removed myself from the situation because, you know, you could just feel it. And so I moved, removed myself. I went to the bedroom and tried to, like, hold the door closed with, you know, how you put, like, your heel on the f- uh, floor. And he was, like, trying to push the door open, push the door open, and um, finally, like, um, like, punched a hole through the door, like, where my belly was. I was, I don't know, maybe six six or seven months pregnant at this time and like marked up my belly from that day like I had like you know you cut my forehead open um and so that's one of I think one of because I was you know I'm like carrying his child and he's still you know putting his hands on me yeah and there was like other times he was a you know wrestling a background uh in wrestling and times where I was like you know body slammed while pregnant and things like that so um that's fucking yeah. insane. Yeah. You know, to, to hear that. Yeah, and so it's just sort of like in those in those moments, I'm just scared for my life and trying to survive. I'm not thinking about fighting back. Maybe I'm thinking about, you know, covering up or just, you know, shielding myself from my belly. And, um, yeah, so to fight back when he's already in a rage, I, I never tell, you know, anybody that's going through this to that they should fight back because it only just makes them angrier. 
and could, yeah, definitely make it worse. Right. So. And then you punch him in the face, and it oh, yeah. hurts then a little he, bit more than he thought, and then, mm-hmm. it, yeah, I can, I can yeah. understand that. What is your, um, and, and I kind of want to get off of uh, the physical mm-hmm. abuse part of him, because I don't want um, him to even have a satisfaction of him still having that memory yeah. of doing it, because that's a sick pup, right? Yeah. And yeah. He, um, he definitely is a, he, he's a coward to me. Regardless mm-hmm. if he could be a UFC fighter professionally, he, he, to me, he's a coward. Will he fuck me up? Probably tomorrow. Um, I will never fight him. But you know what I got over him? He's, he's more of a coward to me. So, 100%. Um, what, what is your advice for a young girl or, or any woman at this mm-hmm. point that's in a relationship with someone who is physically and emotionally mm-hmm. um, abusive to the point where they don't have a, a life without being controlled by that person. Yeah. I think you, know, you said don't don't fight back. Yeah. And coming from a fighter and who's trained, mm-hmm. giving that advice because you're right, it it, it will escalate to yeah. you know, it's going to be who's going to who's going to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? What, what what do you say? What do you say to someone like that? Yeah, I I mean like if you could go back to you yeah, like yeah, 10 years right. ago, know. you know, yeah. Yeah. 10 years would, ago. Say now, if you could go, if you could go back and you saw them signs like saying because once you're in it, you're in it. You know that. Yeah. No matter what you tell mm-hmm. somebody, it's not going to change, right? Yeah. If you were to go back to the beginning where you started seeing these signs, mm-hmm. just get out now, right? Pull, yeah. pull the get fucking cord. And, and, and yeah, 100%. And to listen to your body. I mean, that's why we have our intuition. And so many times, just I could feel in my body where it was just something was te- like something's not right. So that doesn't always mean to run and try to fix the person just because you feel like, you know, if they have issues or something's, you know, wrong with them that they have to treat other people this way, then that's on them. That has nothing to do with you. And I think that, you know, yeah, absolutely get out from the beginning, even even though it might be hard because you might love the person, you want to give them a chance and the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, it, it never it never gets better. I, yeah, I right. say, so if it's know, already get out in the beginning right, and just no yeah, listen it. to yourself, listen to your intuition and, and get out when, you know. In the get beginning. out, reach out, find, mm-hmm. find someone. Yeah, another thing I would say to, um, because you're not alone in this, right? Like I felt whatever I was experiencing, I was experiencing alone and I felt humiliated a lot of times. So I always felt I had that fear of uh, judgment, uh, reaching out to other people, especially my family. I didn't want my family to worry, so um, a lot of what was happening, they had no idea. Right. Yeah, so I think to find someone you trust and to talk to them. And if you can't, if you feel like you don't have anybody, there are resources available um, in every city. There's a ton of them. I, myself, I think a lot of it, too, has to sort of, you have to find in yourself um, the courage to... To be able to do that, to reach out, to ask for help is is a very, very difficult thing to do, especially when you have all these other, like, variables involved. And um, in the beginning for me, like I said, I didn't really – I wasn't ready to make that connection or label my relationship as abusive or to say I, I, I'm being abused. I didn't – something in my mind did not, like, click with that. So – I think in the in those beginning parts, I think it's important to understand what abuse is and educate yourself. And maybe you're going through something, but you know maybe do some research and like, well, I'm, I'm actually experiencing a lot of these things, and maybe this is, you know, then you can sort of start finding out like what kind of help you need, and then and then reach out for it because yeah, there's people 
a lot of people that are there waiting to help. And what you're doing is awesome, mm-hmm. giving oh, back. Thanks. You know, just being yeah. able to speak to people and give that platform for mm-hmm. people who are going through the same thing to be able to come to you. And and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure you're doing, you know, doing great things for that. For yeah, that, uh, yes. that lane, which is so cool. Yeah, yeah I actually, um, part of my story, a big part of it is that when we finally, um, a situation happened that forced us, my daughter and I, to, to leave him to uh, get out and find help. So it wasn't me having these moments of like, I need to, it wasn't planned. It was just, I had no choice but to sort of react to what was happening. And um, we ended up in a uh, domestic violence safe haven for women and children. That's what I want to get into. Yeah, yeah. Because your real, your real um, story mm-hmm. starts after you leave him. Yes. You know, that's mm-hmm. where your true um, blossom comes out of who you are and how strong you are and, and mm-hmm. what you've done. I watched your documentary, so yeah. um, let's get into that. Let's let's get past that part of him. Mm-hmm. Um, your real true fighter struggle yeah. is when you take your daughter and you leave. Um, you were homeless. I was. Well, I mean... I was. I was homeless because... so. Once we fleed him... How, how far along I, were you in, in Philadelphia? Just so I can have an idea of, you know... You were homeless in, in, in Philly at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how long were you already here and, like, situated? What do you mean? Wait, like, how long were you in Philly for? When at that this ha- point? At, at this, this point? point? Yeah. Four years. Wait. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, okay. four and a half-ish years. Yeah, she 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 had the baby in Philadelphia. Yeah. Right, but Probably I, four and a half to five, I went. I don't know, something like that. Okay. Somewhere in that time frame. Was there, um, man, that, that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a thing to, to just go. Yeah. That's like, yeah, you were fucking ready, like, to make that I didn't that know come, I was. <laughs> I no, just but it was just, it just you, you, you know, that's I just, just knew your, I didn't want to stay where I was because who did knows what Did you feel scared happened. like when you left? Did you feel like you had to hide? Like is that how, how it was? Or you just kind of were like well, you were over each like did it work where you were like kind of over each other and you leaving wasn't really oh, a big deal? Oh no no. Or? So there was a lot of stuff leading up the to the yeah, break. Okay. How much time do we have? I was tiptoeing around it. <laughs> just make it, a short, make it a short version. I'll try. Of, I'll know. try. Okay, we can yeah. go as long as you yeah. want. No because I really want to get into your accomplishments. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it makes sense for me to tell this part because it just, you know, it's part of yeah. the, the journey up to where right, I am right. now. So um, I'll kind of backtrack a little bit. So it was Mother's Day of, uh, yeah, it was four, uh, 2014. Happy Mother's he, Day, by the way. Oh, thanks. Right, happy he, Mother's oh, Day. Oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we Day. were having a lot of issues. This is... Around that time was when I really started noticing a shift in him where things were getting worse and worse. And he, at the time, so Mother's Day, like around that time, he was working like some construction job in New York with a friend because we needed money to pay for a trip to go back to Cincinnati so he could be like a best friend and his, uh, a best man and his best friend's wedding. And so for me, that was amazing. I'm like, yes, I get to see my family. And and at this time, I was so isolated from everybody because there were moments where he would try to turn my family and I against each other, which didn't work. But I just felt like I was distant because I felt just 
because of like the situation I was in. So, um, but it, so yeah, it was like a breath of fresh air to be able to see my family and just sort of just to breathe. And so at this time, my daughter and I were home like alone for that weekend, which was awesome. And so Mother's Day rolls around and we Wait, left. are you telling me you left them on Mother's Day? Hmm? Are you telling me you left them on Mother's no, Day? No, no, no. Well, that was this great. Is, no, well, here's, here's the thing. So we... Sorry, I didn't you No, you're fine. So we... Um, uh, so, yeah, we planned... Selena and I planned a day at the park. We had a picnic. We're just, like, having the best time. And um, I start getting calls from him. And by the way... He really never left us alone often. It was just really to go work or, like, whatever if he had to. Um, and I never – sorry, breaking stuff. Right. <laughs> so I had, like, this little, like, stupid flip phone, right? Like, he always – like, to keep basically keep tabs on me because any time – like, in the past when I had, like, a normal cell phone, he would break it. He was, like – his he loved to smash shit. And so at this time I didn't have a phone. So when he left, he, like – gave me this little flip phone so I'm getting like all these calls from him and I'm just like god like I could I could feel it again in my body I could feel like here we go and I answer the phone and he's just like going in on me like how much he hates me and how much of like you know any name in the book you could call me but he was just I don't know comes up with these scenarios or stories in his mind and like believes them to be reality and then like he'll spew that at me and just like it's it was it was wild. And so I finally got to a point, and I'm not sure what it was, but I had this calmness over me, and I didn't know. I, I was just so drained by that point. I was just I was just like, okay, I don't know what you want me to do right now or how you want me. like. But I knew he, how he wanted me to respond. He wanted to, me to respond like I always did, where I'm so sorry. I'm, you know, what can I do to make it better? I was just so over that. Um I guess, and I so I wasn't reacting the way that he wanted me to, so it made him angrier. But even still, I just had that calmness, and um, finally, um, you know, hung up the phone. Yeah, I'm just like I don't know what you want (laughs) me to do, but I also knew this was such a special day with like Selena and I. It was just really, we had a great day, and so I also was like, you know, fuck this. I'm just like, okay. So at that time, I finally um, called my mom that day and explained to her what was happening and she was just sort of beside herself that I did not reach out to her sooner and so we had a conversation and you know kind of you know planning of saying the plan was for Selena and I to leave early for the trip so it was Sunday and we were supposed to leave the following weekend and my mom's like why don't you guys just leave early she's like I'll pay for your train ticket you come down, and then when he come, when you guys go to the wedding, like, you know, go home and work it out. She said, but this will give you a chance to just, like, let it blow over. I don't know if she could just feel the fear in my voice or what. I don't know. But I thought it sounded like a pretty great plan. And so I packed a small bag for us, and um, I left him a note. And uh, I didn't tell him we were leaving because I knew what would happen. He oh, would, yeah. Like, you know, he would find a way back to Philly and – wouldn't let us leave like that's happened before and so I just left like had a small bag packed for us got on the train and then I did not like tell him like through text until the train was actually in motion because I was just like 
that I felt safe enough to do that. So and where the was training, he at at this point? In New York. Oh, working wow. Construction. So you were going to Cincinnati? Yeah. And he was, <laughs> yeah. Nice. So uh, I told him through text that, hey, Selena and I left early. We'll see you at the wedding. And I just, I knew it was not going to be good, his reaction. And so, um, yeah. Then from there, I was just accused of kidnapping. I was accused of being, you know, anything and but everything you, you, terrible you, you can be, think of. You can't be and yeah, and so he just went berserk. A lot of messages were coming through, and I realized at one point that nobody's going to believe anything that he's saying if I don't have proof. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I took one of my old cracked phones that Selena used to play uh, games on. It wasn't connected, so I just took that and started taking screenshots because I couldn't take pictures fast enough before right. the, the memory would fill up again. 17 hours uh, of messages. No shit. The whole time, it did not stop. I didn't sleep. I was just taking taking photos the whole time. And um, wow. it was just, yeah. And so um, he just did not want to like accept the fact that I did something without his permission. Well, he lost control. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And so from that point, I got a lot of threats. It would go from one day that I'm going to be arrested, um, you know, you're gonna, I'm taking you to court. Then the next day, it would be just stay there. I want you to be happy. Um, sorry, you should my daughter. Um, uh, I want you to be happy. I'll bring your stuff down. Just stay there. And then so, the next day, it would yeah. be the same thing again. Then he would send me head like. Uh, pictures of like a heading of a court document so I didn't really know at this point once that started to happen and we're in Cincinnati at this point for I don't know maybe you know a few days that those start pouring in I'm like well what if he it's like is this like a google image is he just trying to scare me or is this real and he's really gone crazy and um so I'm calling the uh the court and asking them has anything been filed and they're like well no there's nothing on our docket we don't have any record of anything that you're talking about. And so that was kind of a relief at the time, but still myself and my family were like, something still just doesn't feel right. So I consulted with a couple of attorneys in Philadelphia and they say like, really the only way that we can get to the bottom of this is if you come back, go to family court and ask you know these questions and we'll figure it out together. So yeah, I ended up coming back briefly um, for a couple of days with my sister and left my daughter in yeah. Cincinnati and um, found out that he did file, in fact, an emergency return. And anybody can file anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it has to be proven in court. You still have to go to court. And But in order to get something like that approved by a judge, you have to uh, prove that the child is in immediate danger or make it s at least sound like and they are. Can. Well, he did. He accused... Um, so she's just had like bad luck with, uh, she's had like, uh, UTI like issues ever since she was a baby. And so she, um, had some issues while we were there and he used that in the document court document to say that she was abused and that's why she had a UTI and then said that we were, I was associated with, um, family members who had been convicted of murder and things like that, all of which was not true at all. So, of wow. course, a judge is going to sign off on that. Like, this is too crazy to be made up. So, um, 
yeah, we were ordered to come back. And through that process, um, while we were gone, he renewed our, our lease uh, had come up our yearly lease. He renewed it without my name on it. He had thrown away all of my belongings, everything, everything. Um, he, uh, what else did he do? Oh yeah, and then was just basically denying us like access to the house because we just came up. And my mom came and we were staying in hotels like through the court process. And so, um, at court, the judge asked if I was still seeking to relocate. Of course I was because I would want to be close to my family to, you know, for support and to get my life on track. And because I wanted to relocate, the judge ordered my daughter to stay in Philadelphia until the court hearing, which was months away. Um, and of course I'm, I, they, they said, oh, you can leave. But of course I'm not leaving my daughter in the care of a a psychopath. So, um, whose really only goal was to hurt me through her. Like she went through. Right. God bless her so much. Um, unnecessary uh, things. So from there, that's when the fight, like realizing like, okay, I have nowhere to go. Now there's, he's not letting us back in the house. Um, it looks like I've never even existed. Um, I had no belongings. All I had was the small bag of clothes and stuff that I left for, since, for the, for the, right. yeah, for the yeah. wedding with. And, um, and it, w- it was really hard because I was isolated for so long, so I lost a lot of friends, and I didn't really know who to call at that right, point. Right. And so from there, I, I would just had to sort of swallow my pride and just, you know, say screw it and just started calling anyone I knew who's, like, you know, were, like, friendly with both of us in the past, and a lot of people just had loyalty to him and didn't want to be involved. And so we, like, it really came down to the wire, and finally someone who used to babysit her while I trained agreed to let us stay at her place um uh for a few days but even after that before that um we were just in hotels my family was paying but then um they could only do that for so long Uh, they had to take a loan out on their on their business and it was just you know a mess for a while and then he found out where we were um with this person and she I think he really manipulated her and got to a point where she just, she kicked uh, Selena and I out and, like, threatened to have us hurt. She said, she, like, her family members were going to, like, come and hurt oh, me if shit. I didn't get out. Yeah, and um, and at this point, like, there was, like, a, a period of time where that's where I found out about women against abuse. I started finding out about resources, but resources are so limited, so it's not like you just make a call and it's like, oh, yes, come. No, I had right. to... It was it was a, a a hard 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 fight every single day, um, even getting one resource. And then, um, but I just felt like I, this is all I have. To. Like, how do I describe? I, I just felt like this was the only thing. Like, I just have to keep fighting for this, and something will something will open up for me. I felt like I just had to keep pushing on that path I was on, like finding resources and eventually like things started to open up for us so there was like a period of time where we were like staying with uh that old friend um i don't even want to call her that so anyway just this person um and so when she found out about where we were and then she kicked us out then we were like on basically on the street so my um he actually showed up at her house that day and 
he, I was bringing, because I had acquired a few things, more things, because my mom was sending care packages. And so I had a lot more stuff with me. And I'm bringing everything out of the house, and he's just video recording me, bringing stuff out. And then um, he calls a cab for us, and I'm just like, how is this even happening that he's even near me? And I just felt just like... I don't know. I just felt like the life was leaving my body. And so as we're riding back to Center City with all my shit and my daughter, and he told me to think. I'll never forget this. He said, he's like, you better think fast because when we get back, all your shit's going to be on the curb. That's exactly what he said. And so I call my mom and explain to her what happened. And she's flipping out. And then my family was able to pay for, she's like, this is, probably the last night we can pay for a hotel. And um, we got to Center City, to, to the Gaberhood, and found a hotel, and we're in the lobby, and I'm trying to I'm show sure it was her. fabulous. It was <laughs> so fabulous. And I'm trying to, like, give signs. Like, I wanted the the, uh, the, the receptionist to, to look at me so that they could – see something was wrong because I could, you know, obviously couldn't <laughs> voice that. Oh, so he was trying to get He was still that? there. Oh, he was wow. still there and insisted on helping us. He looked, from the from the outside. It looked like he was helping you. Meanwhile, he was just trying to get you alone or, mm-hmm. you know, wow. Yeah, and so once we got our information, I was just like praying that they didn't say the, the room number. But, oh, your room, blah, 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 it's the, the elevator. I'm like, fuck, like I did not... So then, of course, now he has that information. He's like, oh, let me help you carry your bags to your room. I'm like, oh, my God. Mm. So then finally he did get us alone. And it was just a hours of him just. The begging stage? No, interrogating me. Oh, Ask, oh. like, just, you're this. You did this to us. You, you, everything was me. And um, and finally it's, like, midnight. Selena's crying. I'm just kind of like, you need to, like. It's time for you to go. Like she's, she, we can't, we can't Jesus. do this. Yeah. So finally, he leaves, and all night I'm still making calls to the hotline, the Women Against Abuse, the Domestic Violence Hotline. Um, I got a lot of support there through the advocates and um, what I learned about safety planning and things like that. And um, I, the next morning, realized, okay, now I really have to figure out what the hell we're going to do because I still had no nowhere to go nowhere to go and uh so I ended up emailing him a lot of our like correspondence were through like email or something like that so I could like have it for court and have proof to show like I didn't even know if I really even needed half of the things that I documented but I just knew it could have been useful at some point maybe so yeah I mean yeah you just never know so at you know, in the morning, he uh, I emailed him and asked him if we could keep our things in the basement of the old place because it was like a common area. All of the tenants had access to the basement. So I was like, well, let me just see if I can keep our things there so I can figure out what I'm going to do. So I'm not like strolling the city with all of my stuff. And this and is the time that you're in the um, abuse center? like the Not yet. Oh, no, not, not yet. yet. So this is after the first court hearing. Then I like had a little bit of... Um, I was living with that person for this right. girl for a while, and then after we get k- kicked out from her place, 
is when all this started to happen, like where I had nowhere to go. And even though I was still very well connected with Women Against Abuse, they just didn't have room for me. And it was either, I don't know, my next step would have been the city shelter, which I just, I was on my way there. And, um, but not yet. I'm just meaning like it was getting to that point. So um, I stayed at the hotel till they, like made me leave and I at this point still had no plan oh sorry let me backtrack I had asked him if I could keep our things there and he said well I would have helped you if you would have been a little nicer and yeah and so I was like all right well (laughs) I guess we're going I don't know where we're going but we're going so I just there was that point in the documentary where I said I had my daughter's things stacked on top of the stroller and I'm just holding her hand and we're like walking um I really didn't have anywhere to go, but I felt like that was the moment for me of like, this is what that feels like, like, like That's utter fucking, defeat it, and that just. That is insane to me. Yeah. That, um, well, hearing your story, right? Yeah. I, I could see why it's not that insane, but as a father myself, yeah, it's insane to me that you would let your child mm-hmm. suffer and go through that just for that. Yeah. So like that, it's it's like one more thing to me is like, wow, man, like you are a piece of shit, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. now you're like a real piece of shit because I was in a relationship that didn't work out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't physical. Um, we just didn't get along. Sure. But whatever it was, we owned a house together. We never got married. Mm-hmm. I walked away from the house and yeah. gave it to her yeah. with my child and said, let's sell it. That's the normal I'll move, thing. I'll move away. Yeah. We'll put the house up for sale. We'll split the uh, profit from it. Mm-hmm. You move on, I move on. That's, for me, that's a man. Yeah. You know, re- regardless of our relationship, she can paint it one way, I can paint it one way. There's two There's two sides and then there's the truth, right? Right. Um, but that's what I did. I would not I would never put my kid... It, it's like almost like I have kids, so like it's almost heart-wrenching for me Yeah. to, to, to vision you walking with your daughter with a fucking stroller with all your stuff like it's like it's heart wrenching for me yeah. as, a, as a father, you know, and uh, he, he's um, he's a legit, mm. I, and I don't even, I don't know, you know, but just you going on the story, like what a what a piece of yeah. shit, right? Um, this your story is so amazing to me, mm-hmm. um, just because I know where the end result is, yeah, and the people who are listening don't, mm-hmm. but like the part now that like hearing your story right from your mouth, mm-hmm. knowing what the end result is, it's amazing to hear, to, to kind of hear, yeah. you know, the journey going through it. I would mm-hmm. love to do a part two because I kind of don't want to speed through the true light of this. Sure. Unless you have th- that time, but like your true story is like amazing mm-hmm. after this asshole, right? Yeah. So if you have the time, I'm going to keep going with you. But I would love to do a part two with you and just focus on you life after this asshole. Because I don't... Definitely. Because it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's so amazing. Like, I... This part is so intense that it's like, I, I don't want to fast forward the other end of it. Right. If you have to yeah, go somewhere. Yeah, let's do a part two. I like that. Joe, you Definitely. go with it? Let's do like, it. Like, I really... She's I, good. I think people I'm are going to be so I'm cool with attached that. to the beginning of this that they're mm-hmm. going to be like, wow. Like, they don't have no idea... Um, of the end result of this, yeah, and like where how far you've come, mm-hmm. and 
got past it and everything. And and I'm not rushing you out of here. Like, I, I'd sit here until 9 o'clock at night and listen to the whole yeah. thing. I See, just that's me. I start talking. And it, like, no, no, no. Drags on. Ah, you're like, how long, <laughs> how long will wait, it wait, be? I'm wait. like, you can go for a while. Yeah, like, yeah. about an hour and a half. Hey, James. Yeah. Me, me and him did an episode with a really good friend of mine that went to prison for murder and got out and is doing amazing things. Mm -hmm. That episode went like three hours. Yeah. It was so long and fucked up that we didn't even put it out. Like, it's, like, it, right? Am I, like, kidding? It, it was so long, I got too drunk and, and yeah. it went, just went crazy. Like, I didn't even do it. But the story is so amazing. I don't want to fast, I don't want to skip the beautiful part of the story. Yeah. Like, I don't mm -hmm. want to go past that that fast because we totally. talk so much about an asshole. Mm -hmm. And, but it's part of your journey. Yeah. And, and it's something that had to be said. But I don't want to skip. Yeah. I don't yeah, want to fast like, forward the yeah, best part of the story. Yeah, I feel like story. it's good to, you know, get these parts because it does. It, it definitely like to. magnifies like the other like but the if you end got result. All night, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I don't. <laughs> exactly. And it actually, you know what? Not you know, it, look, a we're lot an of hour more in things. And I only told you yeah. to be an hour. I'd no, only it's keep okay. You here an hour. No, it's fine. And it can go I, on longer. I know. Yeah. We know. We all know. Like I said, it was my one episode was three hours, so I, I knew you had. Other, other things to do mm -hmm. so I would love for you to come back and let the story start yeah from where your flower bloomed mm -hmm. like all that negative asshole shit yeah it's out now I want to get into your blossom like you your the mm -hmm. end result of what yeah. this is like and your honestly life that's really what it's most you know the way I tell my story now of course I have to talk a little bit about what what brought me to that point but my story now is more of how to like overcome adversity and healing and um you're a badass fighter yo. you're a professional a little bit of fighting fighter yeah. you're a badass yeah bad mama so we're gonna do yeah. a part two yeah let's do yes. part two. all right lock it in but we're not done yet oh i have something i want to ask need your opinion on okay because you are a pro well, like you know, hair gel or you are, something you are you are a pro <laughs> female fighter um the whole transgenders like the whole sports thing i need your take no why can't we keep that for part two no because she's we can I go on this it. for an hour <laughs> i need it i need it all right so how about this Since we'll, this we'll end it we'll end the show on this one we'll end it on this and then we'll we'll okay. revisit it and we'll come back but i need to know Perfect. Your take. I can tell you how you're going to take it. Just my opinion. Tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> From a domestic violence survivor, don't you feel that a man wanting to be a woman gets in the UFC female sport? Or fighting, you know. Not, you we see gotta it stop that saying way? UFC, a not, abuse or not, not I'm sorry, I think not it's UFC. ridiculous. Absolutely. It's fucking right? crazy. I think it really just comes down to like... It doesn't make sense. Isn't, like isn't it like bad like as a tranny going of it present? all. I don't even... It's just... A matter of it just biologically makes zero sense. Like why? I don't know. Right. Like even though you could probably beat my ass. Yeah. But she probably. She, I, I put all the money in my pocket. She's gonna beat your ass. I go. I, well, she choked <laughs> you out. So. <laughs> Do I get a cut? Okay. Cool. You can get a cut. You get. You get no, a, no, no, I'm not paying. <laughs> Who the hell's gonna pay you? For one. So a male, a male, a male transgender that mm -hmm. wants to be a woman. That's training to fight goes into a woman's not sport. even just fighting, swimming, any fucking any any sport. Any, they any need sport. their own league, like they need their oh, own yeah, thing. Actually, I don't think that that's actually good. Make they a have transgender fucking league. They got professional. Do it. They got Seriously. professional pillow fighting. They right do. Now, did you know they that? do. They do. 
Did you know that? There's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've professional seen that. Professional you, pillow fighting. I thought you meant for the trans community. No, no, oh, no. But yeah, no, no, I've seen that. Maybe for a trans No, no, I'm talking about there's, there's a sport of professional pillow fighting. Mm-hmm. Give give them their lane, right? Totally. I mean, I'm not a, listen, I am a judgment-free zone. Yeah, I don't yeah, no, we are too. I'm believe what you want to believe. Like, identify with however yeah, you want to identify. But I don't think we should mix that, like, with sports. I do not Well, you see the outcome at all. I'm sure. Yeah. It's, she got her it's, ass beat. It almost it's, crushed her skull it's or something. Terrible. Oh, the one the one fight. Yeah, what, yeah it's what, terrible. Um, this is all stuff I had planned for before when I originally mm-hmm. asked you to come on a while yeah. ago. Your schedule's been busy now because you're you know doing no. doing amazing things. Oh, which part two is coming soon. Yes. Um, it's the good stuff. I, I just need I, I had to ask because yeah. some some people are you know. Oh, well, if they feel like they're a girl, then they're a girl. No. No. I don't think, no. I mean, and all, that's all fine, but when it really, when it really comes, comes down, down to it, it I do not, I don't. Biology I, is quite simple. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's science. It, it's, there's sure. proof. And now they're saying, well, I'm not a scientist, so it's I like, don't I know. I think feeling what? one way, but then actually being something else, or it's like two different things. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. I could feel like a man, but... I mean, I was a tomboy when I was a kid, and had right. it like, and I feel like, you know, some, you know, parents or whatever, like their kid might be like, oh, like, might seem like a tomboy or might have more like uh, more feminine qualities, but that doesn't make them that. Right. It's right. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. I don't. And, yeah, and and to to piggyback off now, uh, you know, the the parents with the kids who have these. Mm-hmm. You know, they they kind of decide for their children what they are. Sure, that's unfair. That's incredibly unfair, and I don't have kids, so I mm-hmm. <laughs> I can I only could imagine. N- yeah. Like, well, we're kind of in the crosshairs of it. This this they like right now this era that we're in is kind of in the crosshairs of it. You know, mm-hmm. in ten years from now, this is going to be like a, a norm, or something's going to be a norm to a fact where it's not going to be quite bah, in your face. Yeah. It's eventually going to evolve into something. Sure. But we're kind of in the crosshairs of it. Just like, uh, you know, when um, hip-hop music started and, like, it went from rock to, like, this. Like, that whole genre, you know, even with the with gay. Like, even mm-hmm. being a, a, a gay, male or female, that, that kind of happened. And it was, like, crosshaired. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of evolved. In, and then the LGBTQ sure. community kind of took off. And sure. now it's just like, whoa, okay, mm-hmm. I, I got it. But yeah. like, Jesus Christ, you got to throw it on me now? And, and that yeah. goes like the, like the prison thing we talked about last episode. It's just, it's just insane. Tran- like a, a male tranny going that's... to a woman's prison. Like, that's insane. I, I mean, if he got it now, listen, if she had the surgery, then okay, I, I get that. You know, it, the surgery, go to the women's prison, right? Mm-hmm. But this is a, a, a male that wants to be a woman. In an all-woman's prison, you have a dick. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? What happened? Two or three inmates are pregnant right now. So what if a woman who identifies as a man right. like, are they goes gonna to put jail? Did, did they yeah. Put... Yeah. Right. They didn't. So it's a double standard, right? Yeah. On, a, so on, now on, you on got like a the bunch... different side of the spectrum, right? It's like a, on the opposite. Right, which is crazy because now yeah. what, about the, what about the women that are in the women's prison that are like manly, like strong as fuck? You know, like strong, like truck driver strong, <laughs> six foot fucking strong. Yeah. You know, do they go to the males? No, no, they don't. They don't. Yeah, it's just. Or maybe they start doing that. You know. 
Yeah. I'm very well, confused by all of it, to be honest with so, you. Jamie, thank you so, so much for your story. It's insane. Yeah. I can't wait for part two because that's like my, like that's what I want to hear. Yeah, you know, it's the good stuff. We, we got past the, um, you know, the ugly part of the story. Mm -hmm. The beautiful part of the story, though, is like where you are now, which is going to be completely insane. Like people are going to be really inspired by your move. Like you're doing really, really so. big things. So thank you so much. I'm going to give you some claps. You are so, the bomb. Before you go, I dropped the ball. I didn't bring the package oh, from our uh, from one of our coaches, but I do ah. have some gifts. Where'd you get some this? Some Gracie grounds. Yes. This is my personal stash. No, I can't take no, your no, personal please. stash. No, no, please. I don't drink. I don't drink coffee. They didn't know that, and they sent me a bunch. So it's oh, please, that's so please nice. take it. Thank you. Oh, and I have a gift for you too. I just didn't bring it in out of my car. Oh. So. I'll give it to you afterwards. Well, okay. Yeah. What is it? Well, it's, a it's, a, it's, a, it's a surprise. It's, but a, it it's an Alexa speaker. Alexa, what? play this. Oh, I don't have an Alexa. Well, you do. Is it really? You got one now. Yeah. yeah, you have one now. We always, I just we didn't always bring it. Gonna die. We always no, give a I always give a gift out to the guests. So and I had to bring these. I knew he had that, but I had to That's bring so those in because I forgot to get them from Sudeco, So. Okay. I'll, I'll give it to you when you come He's back. He's in Brazil now. He's a coffee bandit. I don't know if it was these ones, but. It probably was. I don't know. I'm sure you have access to those just as well as I do. I had to return. I had to bring you something. so much for coming here. Thank you. One, two, three, peace. One, two, three, peace! Sorry. Say it the next peace. one. <laughs> Yo, that was a good show. See, I told you it was going to flow. Yeah, are you still here? Are you sleeping on our couch? I sometimes get carried away with. 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 I 